Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sure Look, Sure Listen, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Sure Look, Sure Listen. 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 Oh, very good. You've gone back to the original tagline, Benjamin. Maybe all you needed was a big party to help refresh your brain. But sure, look, <laughs> we don't have time to talk about any of the parties you may or may not have gone to with or without me. Because we have to take a look, even though it was the party of someone who I would have considered a mutual friend. But look, we don't need to get into it. There is no need to air our dirty laundry on the podcast, Ben. Without saying any more, let's just say what's done is done. <laughs> and then we'll move on and we'll say uh, we're going to be taking a look at the White Noise trailer, Benjamin. You've seen that. I haven't, so I hope you have a great little synopsis. Also, you've seen the trailer for season four of the Doom Patrol, which I didn't know was still going on. There was a bit of bad news, Benjamin, in Nerd Fandom this week as legendary Power Ranger actor Jason David... David Jason Frank? Jason David Frank. David Jason Frank. David Jason Frank. Yeah, no, you've got it right there. He passed away, Benjamin, at a young age. Not a great innings. Also, Benjamin, I have seen, but you haven't because you were too busy, you were at a bloody party. But I've seen (laughs) The Guardians of the Galaxy, It's Christmas Time in Space, or whatever it's called. And... We're being inundated, Benjamin, with rumours about who's going to be the big baddie in the upcoming Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, The Thunderbolts. Sure, listen, Michael, if that wasn't enough, and it isn't for the conceit that we've established over many, many years of podcasting, the main topic this week's all going to be about modern mythology madness. Uh, oh. We're going to be taking a look at some of the mythological modern adaptations that we probably haven't taken a look at on this podcast before, Michael. Because we do a lot of episodes, Michael, and we we sometimes come back to the same ones over and over. But this time, we're going to take a little stretch, Michael. Yeah, stretch. I'm doing a big stretching motion there for people that can't see Mm. it. Stretch. Mm. Imagine Um, he has like an exercise band. Yeah, I'm doing a big stretch, but I'm very weak, so it's only going to stretch so far. Yeah. There we go. Physically. Physically weak and morally, some would say, but it depends mm. who you ask. Anyway, yeah. that's our episode for this week, ladies and gentlemen. There you go, Benjamin. What the heck is white noise? Now, don't explain to me what white noise is as a concept. I know. <laughs> Very good. I could you have just put that, that in for you, but you I could. You were... could have, Michael. But I'd like to save you as much hassle as possible, though you'd never know it to look at me. <laughs> That's, Benjamin, in all the time I've known you, that is the most patently untrue thing you've ever said. <laughs> ah, I like to make your life difficult, Michael. The little spikes in blood pressure are what keep you going. Mm, um, mm. So, Michael, White Noise is a, a, a novel adaptation into a film. Oh. by From a noted American writer, uh, Don DeLillo. Donald um, DeLillo. Don DeLillo is a an odd one. He makes he makes I guess you'd call them literary high high end highbrow. yeah speculative fiction highbrow speculative oh. fiction. Okay, um, and he generally likes a, a nice orderly end to the world. Now, what do I mean by that, Michael Benjamin? Uh, yes. Is this in the vein of Margaret, don't call it sci-fi, Atwood? Yeah, it's, it's probably a little bit like that, but even even more so, don't you dare call it. 
Don't okay, you dare call it. Don't don't you dare call it sci-fi. Even though everyone's like, is this just slightly boring sci-fi? Is this, just, <laughs> is this just slightly boring sci-fi? Is that what you do? No, no. It's not sci-fi. Benjamin, I will give you 100 Irish euros if you go into Chapter's bookshop and you find the speculative fiction section and replace all the tags with slightly boring sci-fi. I'll do it. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do right, it. I'd like to see photos on the, on the Instagram. I'll get photos. I'll get it up on the Instagram. Always up to date with the latest news and gossip from the pop culture yeah. world of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, go on. Dan But Benilio. anyway, Michael, um, he's, he's kind of... Don DeLillo writes fiction that is, I think, supposed to be sci-fi, but, but a little bit dull. Um, okay. And he likes an orderly decline to society. So in some of his novels, Michael, the likes of, of the L, uh, Underworld, um, it's, you know... It's a capitalist hellscape. In other cases, it's a very simple family, a nuclear family, Michael, that's oh. living through a slow and gradual decline in society. And that's exactly what white noise is, Michael. It's about a, a classic American family. Yes. Who find themselves in the 1980s in the midst of a, a decline of society. There's been a huge an incident. It's called the incident. And the incident is causing the air quality in America, that America, that's to decline America. rapidly. In a, and go on, Benjamin. You're saying a classic nuclear family. There's mom. There's mom. There's pop. There's pop. There's the kids. There's the kids. Three kids. Three kids. Dog. Oh, there's probably a little dog in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah I didn't see it in the nuclear trailer. family. Yeah. So in a, in a typically kind of Don DeLillo fashion, though, he kind of plays with that concept, Michael, because it turns out that the oh. parents have been married four times, respectively. Oh. Um, and that it's a little blended family in the 1980s. So it's a little oh. twist, a little twist on the nuclear family. Uh, they oh, are a, a family a... unit of five, but made up from all over the shop. A bit of a Brady Bunch. Yeah. So it's just about them kind of charting a very slow end of days, Michael. And um, I just thought that's kind of in our wheelhouse and it'll be very interesting to see. It's Noah Baumbach, Michael. I don't know if you watch many of his films. Who is that now? He's a very highbrow director in his own right, Michael. Oh, is he doing speculative fiction? He's not doing speculative fiction, no, he's not. Um, but he is a, a well-known director. He makes he he loves a he loves a sad white man oh, yeah. uh, narrative, Michael. Um, usually a sad white Jewish man narrative. Oh, I see. Um, you might know him from the very memeable Marriage Story, uh, I where it. Adam Driver screams at Scarlett Johansson saying, "I hate you! I fucking hate you! I hope you die." Um, and that became a big meme on the internet, Michael. Oh. So he's done a few things. But uh, it could be nice. Could be a good time, Michael. Could be a so good time. So it sounds miserable. Um, well, it looks to have some serious comedic elements to it, Michael. Oh, um, so that could that could be enjoyable. We might have a good time, Michael. Benjamin. Yeah. Did I see the actor Brendan Fraser in season four of the Doom Patrol? Yes, Michael. Michael, Doom Patrol can't believe its bloody look. It's somehow got out just ahead of the Renaissance. Go on. So, uh, as we all know, Brendan Fraser, beloved 90s bloody hunk of meat, hunk of American meat. George of the Jungle, bloody Rick O'Connell. Rick Rick O'Connell or Rick Connell? I couldn't tell you. I think it's O'Connell. I think you're right, Benjamin. All right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll say that I might be. We'll say that I might be. California man. California man, bloody Encino days, bloody, yeah, yeah. bloody blast from the past, Michael. There's a there's think, a Brendan Fraser deep cut for you. I think that's that's pretty much it, isn't it? 
Ah, there's a few more things in there somewhere, but we're just not thinking of them right now. Um, but anyway, he had an awful time, Michael, um, and got blacklisted by the Hollywood community because he dared to speak out against sexual harassment um, against men in the Hollywood uh, upper circles. And uh, he's now, Michael, finally bringing his way back to the bloody spotlight. And he's doing very well, Michael. Everybody loves Brendan Fraser. Everybody's behind Brendan Fraser these days. Everybody's behind Brendan Fraser. They absolutely love him. Absolutely love him, Michael. Um, and he's back. Uh, but now we can see an awful lot more of Brendan Fraser in the bloody Doom Patrol Season 4 trailer. I can't believe, Michael, that Doom Patrol is still going. It survived the great DC cull. That's what I mean. The great DC cull was no laughing matter, Michael. It, 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 it wiped the board. An entire movie starring Brendan Fraser as a villain mm. with the Batwoman was wiped from the board. Yeah, but he's... They've kept this... He's managed to survive, Ben. Benjamin, what's going on in season four of the Doom Patrol? I only uh, watched season one and two. So, Michael, uh, they're they're reintroducing kind of a a classic villain for the Doom Patrol, which is Immortus. General Immortus is is essentially the brain. Oh no, General Immortus is a real classic Doom Patrol villain, Michael. Um, in in the typical DC fashion, he's a Nazi. Oh yeah, and he's General Immortus in the comics, but uh, in this. Michael, it seems to be a project and it's how a lot of the gang have their super longevity. They don't age much to the Doom Patrol um, and it's getting to the nitty gritty of that, Michael. Oh, how exciting. So we're going to see a bit more of that. It looks to be keeping its trademark wacky off the wall, Grant Morrison-esque style. Um, And I I should probably check out season three before I check out season four um, because I completely forgot it existed. Not because it's bad. Not nope. because it's bad. Not because it's bad. But I'm just very bad at keeping up with pop culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though you have a weekly pop culture podcast. You, you would think I would be better at it, but no. Benjamin. Yeah. You are a boy of the 90s. I am, yeah. Which means you probably didn't come into cognizance. You didn't really become a sentient being until probably about 1998. No, I wasn't allowed to be. I was told no cognizance for you. No cognizance for you. No get cognition back in there. for you, a boy. Yeah. Get said. back in there and regurgitate. Yes, just stew around a little bit more until you're fully formed. Benjamin, did Power Rangers mean very much to you as a lad, as a wee, as a wee burn? Yeah, Michael, this is an interesting one for you, right? Let's let's oh, here we go. Let's cast our minds back to the youth of one Benjamin Colopy Esquire. Okay, right? that's you. Yeah, I've, I've chosen a poor time to sip some tea, but I'm going to sip some have, tea. Have a little sip of tea, a dramatic little sip. Imagine there's imagine a cozy that's fireside. Yeah. yeah, as if I'm bracing myself for a, a trip into the past. Michael, yeah. I wasn't allowed Benjamin. to watch Power Rangers as a child. Oh, I had a little joke there, but you absolutely shot that across the bow. So let's hear more about that. Michael, my mother is a firm believer that children are sponges that don't deserve sentience, but cannot be allowed to replicate what they see in front of them. And therefore, the utter violence my mother perceived to exist in the Power Rangers could not be allowed to imprint itself on my young, impressionable mind. Maybe that's why you're such a milksop, Ben. But Benjamin... (laughs) (laughs) I didn't expect that. That was very well played. (laughs) Benjamin, but you were watching Batman left, right and centre and he's way more violent. But that's a cartoon, Michael. And to my mother, uh, he couldn't possibly be impressed upon by a cartoon. But those are real people in skin-tight leotards fighting giant monsters with sparks. That will corrupt my youth. 
Yeah, well, Benjamin, I mean, has created a lifelong obsession with people in skin-tight leotards for me. So maybe she was right. Maybe she was right. Um, Benjamin, now yes. that you mentioned if there was a moral panic in Ireland when we were when in the 80s was and there? 90s, centred on the Power Rangers, I don't think that is unique to your family. I think that was an issue. I think it's part of the same hand-wringing brigade that resulted in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles being called the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. I was also not allowed to watch the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Mm, Well, I think that might all stem from the same thing, is that we didn't want people high-kicking and kung-fuing. I feel like Ireland's own, the uh, Catholic magazine here in in Ireland, (laughs) probably led the church on that one. I imagine, Benjamin, as with many things, it was probably the British tabloid media. They are, in fact, at it again, Michael. <laughs> Non-stop at it again. Anyway, Benjamin, mm. for people, for children of the, of the, you see, I was born in the 80s, Benjamin, but I came into cognition in the late 80s. And therefore, um, Power Rangers was my morning before school show. Nice. Every day for years. Nice. Now, Benjamin, time is different when you're a little small bairn. It is. So I probably I I probably watched two or three seasons of Power Rangers when I was a kid, but that's all it needs to get into your brain when you're that size. That's all. That's all it requires, it's, Michael. It's just a grain. Two or, th- two a or grain. three years is a huge chunk of your life when you're that size, Benjamin. Yeah. Anyway, Tommy Oliver Benjamin, the original Green Power Ranger. Yeah. Is for a generation the defining image of the cool, sexy outsider who ends up joining the gang, not only joining the gang, but joining the gang and becoming the best one. Oh, yeah. Nice. Benjamin, his his influence, the influence of the character of the Green Ranger on pop culture, not just on the Power Rangers mythos, Benjamin, but on pop culture is incredible. I'm not saying he was the first ever, Benjamin, yes. to be the sixth member of a five-member team. And who originally joined um, as an enemy and then was swayed back over to the side of good. How did that happen, Michael? How did he join as an enemy? What was going on Benjamin, he was under the mind control of Rita Repulsa. Not Rita Repulsa. She was a real old... I'm not going to nothing I can end that sentence with. Good man. Good man. Um, I tell you what, Ben. She was no use. She was no use whatsoever. She was no use. That's our classic way of dealing with that. And she made a magic candle, Benjamin, and that mind-controlled Tommy Oliver. Uh, you got to watch out for those magic candles, Michael. They'll get you. They will get you every time, Benjamin. They'll get you in Power Rangers. They'll get you in... The, there's three witches and they're going to come and get you. What's that called? Uh, bloody Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. They'll get you in that. Anything where there's a magic candle, it's almost invariably Don't go no lighting use. candles without Don't cognizance. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, Benjamin. And then, obviously, he had more Power Rangers appearances than any other character. He just kept coming back. He just kept coming back. Everybody loved him. I think he was in Dino Power Rangers at one point, wasn't he? He variously came back, Benjamin, as Power Rangers and mentors. Oh, nice. So he yeah, he's probably the only person in the history of Power Rangers who kept returning older and wiser every time. That's good, isn't it? You'd like an older and wiser... 
An older and wiser Power Ranger. One of the interesting things about Power Rangers, Ben, and I've always kept a bit of an ear on Power Rangers for whatever reason. Michael, one of the first films we ever saw in the cinema together was the reboot of Power Rangers. (laughs) Saban's Power Rangers. 2017 Saban's Power Rangers. 2017 Saban's Power Rangers. I think it was the first thing we ever reviewed on this podcast. It formed the backbone of our reviewing system, Michael. You recall for a very long time we once did, is it better or worse than Saban's Power Rangers? (laughs) That's, yep, that was the entire, um, that was the entire writing system for this show. Benjamin, um, what was I talking about? You were talking about keeping your ear on the pulse of Power Rangers. Yes. Every year of Power Rangers is essentially, or every few years, is essentially a full reboot. Good. Good. And, you know, the origin of their powers is different. Um, The setup of the universe is different. It's set in the past or the future or whatever. But they almost invariably drop that conceit within a couple of months and bring back the previous team. Nice. Even if the previous team lived on a different planet or in a different timeline or for some reason. And they go, ah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Even if the previous team gave up their powers to eliminate evil from the universe, they'll still bring them back for a team up. Ah, yeah, it's very important. Great stuff, Benjamin. Apparently, um, we won't get particularly into what what he died of. Um, it might, it may have been his own hand. Yes, unfortunately, it, it unfortunately it would seem from outward indication that it may have been um, it may have been self. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to phrase that in a nice way. It, it wasn't natural causes and it wasn't foul play. It was. Yeah. But look, we won't speculate on what may or may not have caused that. But look, yeah. if you're ever having any of those feelings yourself, Benjamin, not you specifically, but the listeners, the, the listeners. get yourself some help. Yeah, do that. It's very important. Call the old Samaritans or similar. Talk to people. It's a Talk good idea. People. It's a good yeah. idea. Um, yeah, one of the nice things, I suppose, about his legacy, Michael, is apparently... Um, uh, David Jason Frank was phenomenal with fans Um, yeah a bit of a mentor yes but also had endless time for fans and would really 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 go the extra mile and you know sign autographs for hours and do the whole nine so that's quite nice and by go the extra mile you of course mean Benjamin that he would speed on the M1 while filming himself (laughs) and, uh, and tag Dublin Comic Con in the video yeah, I mean, it's not the best work that he's ever done. But look, <laughs> is that hey, what you mean by go the extra mile? <laughs> go the extra mile a bit faster than the average man, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Benjamin, um, one of the great sadnesses for me about this is, um, as you as you know, I've always wanted to fight a celebrity. You have, you have. And Jason da- and and David Jason Frank was, pos- if not number one on my list of celebrities I want to fight, he was he was in the top five for sure. <laughs> he was. I think he was number one for a while, Michael. He was there was a period there pre-COVID where it almost happened. It almost happened, Benjamin. Then the listeners might not believe that, but we, the wheels were in motion for that to happen. You were you were going to fight <laughs> David Jason Frank. Yeah, yeah. it was going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, not like an ambush, Ben. Like no, in, a, in an organized, ruled yeah, yeah. contest, Michael. Yeah, yeah. That slipped away from us, though. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, speaking of of bizarre coincidences... No, I don't have a segue for this one, Michael. You're going to have to jump in there. <laughs> uh, no. I tell you what, I didn't realise that the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special was out already, but it is. Uh, yeah, one of the things that Disney loves to do is just pump out content way before it's seasonally appropriate. 
<laughs> Happy 25th of November, one and all. One and all. So, um, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy has, has Space Christmas. What's going on? Guardians of the Galaxy, Benjamin, has a Space Christmas episode. How long is it? It's 45 Earth minutes. That's not bad. Yeah, it's like a TV show. It's like a single episode of a TV show. That's it's comparable in length to Werewolf by Night. Okay, very good. I think it is the second of the Marvel special presentations. I quite like the special presentations if Werewolf by Night was anything to go away. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, Benjamin, do you want a, a very summarised review? Yeah, let's do it. If you like the Guardians of the Galaxy and you particularly enjoy the way they're always messing about... Yeah, you'll shenanigans. Like yeah, you'll like this. Okay. If you want high stakes, action-packed, um, serious, you've got to do better, Senator, you probably won't like this. Hey, nobody nobody liked that, Michael. Nobody liked <laughs> so, you got to do better, Senator. Did they? Some, I'm sure someone did. Did I they say them, they but... liked it or did they actually like it? <laughs> I don't know, Benjamin. I don't know anyone who's ever seen it. Uh, yeah, I think we might be the only people who've ever watched <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's good. It's fun. It was fun 45 minutes. My lovely lady friend insisted. She said, I'm not watching it. It's not Christmas yet. What? She said, I'm not... Do you want me to... Would, would it help if I did the voice? Yeah, sorry. I sometimes have difficulty distinguishing uh, without yeah. voices. Yeah, yeah. So she said, I'm not watching that. It's not even bleeding Christmas yet. Oh, it's your good lady friend who says, yes, oh, yes, thank yes, you. Yes. I understand that now. Thank you very much. I'm sorry for the confusion. Yeah. yeah and I have to say, I think she was right because I was watching it going, this is exceptionally festive. I wish I was watching this at Christmas. This would be better at Christmas when it was supposed <laughs> yeah. to be released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's traditional James Gunn space tomfoolery. Okay. With the entire cast of Guardians of the Galaxy returning. The entire cast, Michael? The entire... You name someone in Guardians of the Galaxy, and if it's not a spoiler, I'll tell you that they're in it. Bloody Gamora. No. <laughs> She's not in it. <laughs> gotcha. Well, fuck you, Ben. Anyway, you <laughs> absolute gotcha. bastard. I gotcha. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm here for, ladies and gentlemen, to ruin your Christmases, one and yeah. all. Uh, Benjamin the Grinch Colopy, that's what they call me. Um, yeah. worth a worth a watch, Michael. Overall, worth a. I look. Can I can I give you a recommendation? Go on, you go ahead and give me an recommendation. Save it for Christmas. Okay. I have Marvel completionist syndrome, Ben, as you well know. Yes, you do. I've seen every episode of The Runaways. That's too many I've episodes. Seen, that's too many episodes. I've seen Eternals. That's too many Eternals. Too many Eternals. I've seen Eternals three times, Benjamin. Benjamin, I have seen the Hulu series My Dad's the Devil. Hellstrom. What was that called? Hellstrom. I've, I've got Marvel Cinematic Universe completionist syndrome, Benjamin, as you well know. And it's getting harder by the month, Michael, because the quality is just like... Ah, you say that, Benjamin, but I saw season two of The Runaways where uh, Liz Hurley was... Who was the she? Devil? Morgana Le Fay? I don't know. I didn't watch it. I think she. I think she was Morgana Le Fay. So I have, you know, I have Marvel skippist syndrome. Um, yeah, you just, you haven't I, seen a lot of the recent stuff, have you? No, I haven't. I haven't bothered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I watched it today. I, the moment I realised it was online, I watched it. You're you're some man for. If only you had some kind of weekly pop culture vehicle with which yeah. to share your views on things. Yeah. No, I do. It's this. Oh. 
shit. But what yeah. I'm saying, Ben, is I wish I hadn't. For the first time ever, I wish I hadn't. I wish I'd saved it for Christmas week. But the part of my brain that needs to know what's going on in the MCU couldn't let me do that. That's fair. I'm going to save because it for what Christmas if something week. important? Yeah, because what if something important happens? Did anything important happen? No. Yeah. So I'm telling you that now for the listeners. It's fun, it's fluffy, it's frivolous, and save it for Christmas. It's good for Christmas. Yeah, it's good for Christmas. It's good for Christmas, Michael. Speaking yeah. of things that are serious and fluffy and possibly neither of those things, uh, Michael, the rumour mill is a churning. Go on. Bloody hell, Michael. As we know, we're all getting the film that we've always wanted. Everybody's wanted this since the start of the MCU. If you asked any Marvel fan from day one, what team would you most like to see in the MCU? They would have invariably, Michael, turned around to you and said, oh, I want to see the Thunderbolts. And the then, Thunderbolts, yeah. Yeah, everyone would have gone, oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes, the well-established team, the Suicide Squad. And they would yeah. have gone, no, 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 The Thunderbolts. And you would have gone, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Suicide Squad. Citizen, Citizen V. <laughs> Citizen V. Ah. Mac 2. <laughs> so, scre- songbird. But the authority. Uh, the uh, who who else is in it? I don't no, know. No, they're they're the members of the Thunderbolts, Ben. Venom. Well, my joke there, my my joke there was a very niche joke, Benjamin. That the Thunderbolts were getting on screen are not a, a an established Thunderbolts team. They are not in the slightest, Michael. Not in the slightest, Benjamin. <laughs> so who we're getting in the Thunderbolts team, according to the rumor mill, first of all, Michael, is everybody's absolute favourite villain, one of the most charismatic that we've seen in the MCU, it is, of course, Taskmaster, the mute robot lady from the very successful Black Widow movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that great, though. Benjamin, look, we've already seen the kind of team reveal of the Thunderbolts. It's super soldiers. It's basically every super soldier. It's all the super soldiers and then that one young one from the Ant-Man movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She She can super soldier and walk through things. Yeah, she can super soldier and walk through things. What every good That's super it. soldier needs to be able to do, Michael. Um, She's the only one with a different power of any description. That's, all that's of the true. Rest of them, all of the rest of them, punching and kicking. A lot of punching and kicking, Michael. But Michael, yeah. Michael, you might find yourself asking, who could take on a bunch of relatively overpowered normal humans? Yeah, punching and kicking. Who, <laughs> who would what, be the ideal? What threat could we set up? That will prove a challenge to punching and kicking. To punching and kicking. Notably, yeah. the most successful of world-saving manoeuvres. Punching yeah. and kicking. Punching and, and Michael, kicking, yeah. you would inevitably land on, what about a Greek god reincarnated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what yeah, about yeah. that, Michael? Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Apparently, the lads are going to be taking on Hyperion. Um, so... Benjamin, we're getting very mixed rumours here. And this isn't a rumour podcast. Ah, it but is these days, Michael. Sometimes it is. It depends on how much content there is. Yeah. But <laughs> it dep- look, Benjamin, look, listen. We're getting very mixed reports. Some people, more slightly mainstream, are saying Hyperion. Yes. Now, you tell the listeners who Hyperion is very quickly. Hyperion is Marvel's evil Superman. Oh. We're going for different. Uh, we're going for different pronunciations on it. There. That's uh, what did you say? I said Hyperion. I said Hyperion. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Is it? Let's I, ask the listeners. Put up a poll, Ben. Uh, put up a poll quickly. Uh, I'm going to say Hyperion. And okay, I'm going to say Hyperion. Okay, 
so you say potato, I say potato, but it's basically evil Superman for the Marvel Marvel's Universe. Evil Superman, Benjamin. We fan cast Hyperion years ago. Years ago, Michael. Now we did a pitch, Benjamin, for an episode of uh, our famous series, which we haven't done in absolutely ages, actually, and we should probably bring back Pitch Please. Pitch Please it was very sassy uh, at the time. Very sassy. I think it's and now an outdated cultural reference, sadly. Yeah, a bit like even ourselves. Better. Even better, Benjamin. <laughs> you, I hope you enjoyed that party you were at because it was your last one. <laughs> the next party I'm, you'll be going to will be someone's 40th. I'm culturally irrelevant from this point on. Yeah, you, um, the next party, Benjamin, you will be attending will be somebody's 40th birthday in a GAA club. Oh, that doesn't sound good at all. Well, you'll enjoy it because you haven't been out for a while. <laughs> you haven't been out for a while and you're just happy to be out of the house, Michael. Exactly, Benjamin. And we fancast Hyperion, Benjamin, in our Squadron Supreme Pitch Please episode with your favourite actor, the man who you said you would stand by him through hook or crook, oh, Army no. Hammer. No, I didn't say that, Michael. That's what you said. I said, no, I think I remember saying, there's something about that guy I can't quite put my finger on. I don't like it. I feel like maybe he eats people. Yeah, um, cannibalism is what it was. Yeah, it was cannibalism, and it turned out it was cannibalism. So he does, in fact, eat people, Michael. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, th- you know... You can't just say that, Ben. We might get sued because you said that. Um, Yeah, fair. Yeah, Army <laughs> Hammer will come after us for his pound of flesh. <laughs> you can have some of yours. I'm very gamey. I don't think I'd be <laughs> very what gamey. anyone would want. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm what anyone would want, but um, yeah, I mean, look, it could be that, Michael. So the rumour mill abounds with this. Um, so we could be getting Hyperion to deal with kicking and punching. Yeah, or... Yes. And Benjamin, our ears to the ground, the people who tend to not get things wrong, are saying it's not Hyperion at all who's going to be the baddie, Benjamin. It's the Sentry. The, the Sentry, I think, Michael, is probably a better call. Well, why don't you tell the listeners who the Sentry is? So, the the Sentry is a, a fascinating character that was introduced in the 2011 Avengers. No, way room? earlier than that. Benjamin. I think 2001. I think was it 2001? God, we're yeah, old, so. Michael. Um, God, we're old. Um, the Sentry was a character that was shoehorned into the MCU universe, and he's it's very very simple. The Sentry is a man called Bob Reynolds. And it turns out that Bob Reynolds, Bob Reynolds, the perfectly average Bob Reynolds. 2000, Benjamin. 19th of July, 2000. Oh, that's tragic. Um, Bob Reynolds, Michael, is a run-of-the-mill guy who happens to be the most powerful being on the planet. Or possibly the universe. Or possibly the universe. We never really established that. Bob Reynolds uh, houses within him humanity's best hope. Uh, it is the sentry. But also... Humanity's yes. greatest destroyer, the Void, mm. um, and it's a fun little concept, Michael. Um, and basically, the Sentry represents kind of a schizophrenic, worst possible villain, best possible hero dynamic. Kind of. um, or, or they could take the lazy route and just make him an evil Superman. I think that's probably what they're going to do, Michael. I don't think the MCU cares much for canon. Yeah, so that's kind of what my point is: is that the rumour mill doesn't know if it's going to be Sentry or Hyperion, but it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, you're looking for a big powerhouse. Gonna, yeah, if they're just going to play it as Marvel's evil Superman. Yeah, you're essentially getting Marvel's flying brick. Yeah, fuck it, just bring Icarus back. 
Yeah. Uh, why not? There's a good idea. Just get him. Just bring him back. He comes out of the sun. He's blonde now. And they say, are you Icarus? And he's like, I've been in there for a century. And they say, century? And he goes, yeah, whatever. Lasers. Lasers. Ka-chow. Um, and yeah, that's what we could get. So the, the rumour mill abounds yet again, Michael, because it's either Alexander Skarsgård. That's what they're saying. Notable blonde vampire Alexander Skarsgård. He's like, tell me I'm sucky. <laughs> okay, very alarming. Uh, or Ryan Gosling. I can't see it being Ryan Gosling. The Gosling's too small, Benjamin. Yeah, old, old Big Daddy Goz is Big Daddy in name alone. Um, you know, He's only I, a tiny little fella. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get... I don't know if we're going to get Ryan Gosling in the MCU. I don't think Ryan Gosling's very interested in going back to Disney after his dark and early days with them. Mm. Mm. How tall is Ryan Gosling, Ben? This is vital information. Um, hang on, let's find out. I bet you he's six foot two. How tall is Ryan Gosling? One meter eighty-four. No, he isn't. What's that in in that's, our speak? That's quite tall. He is quite tall, though. I I think we but just like make. I think we just like making fun of people. Um, I thought he was only a tiny little fella. So yeah, so according to the internet, he's six and a quarter, six foot and a quarter. That's quite tall. It's, it's not small. Yeah. Alexander Skarsgård probably hasn't beat though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in handsomeness though. No, nobody hasn't beaten handsomeness. Big Daddy goes get out of here. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't beaten mad lookingness. Um, yeah, Alexander Skarsgård's got a bit of a mental touch to him. I quite like it. All the Skarsgård boys do. He's 6'4". The Skarsgård, the Skarsgård, that's what I'm calling him from now on. 6'4". Yeah. Benjamin, I still think Ermie Hammer would be the best possible casting for uh, Hyperion. I don't remember a comic where Hyperion ate people, though. No, well, Marvel Zombies, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, that's. Uh, I'm not saying... If you ignore, forget about the person behind the character. I think just in terms of both physical appearance and presence, he would be the best. Probably yeah. a no good bloke, so you maybe don't let him. But you know, it's a real shame that Anthony Starr has tied has hitched his wagon to the Prime Universe because there's your there's your Hyperion right there. See, he's only a little tiny fellow, though, isn't he? This is what's really interesting to me, Michael. Is I feel like I feel like having seen Homelander. Any evil Superman is going to be now playing in the shadow of Homelander. Especially a blonde evil Superman. Yeah, you can't go the same route because Anthony Starr has fucking smashed it. Um, yeah, yeah, you can't go the same route, but you could go a different route with Sentry and just have him be an absolute lunatic. Yeah, have him be an absolute lunatic and we'd probably get away with that here or there. But, I mean, this is the thing. You're now playing in that shadow of the thing. I have never seen someone bring the threat of an evil Superman to life quite as well as Anthony Starr. The idea what about of that this... kid in Brightburn? Ah, he was shite. <laughs> he was awful. That film was a disgrace. What about Mirror Superman in the junkyard fight in Superman 4? Ah, well, that's different, Michael. That's a classic. <laughs> what about Nuclear Man, Benjamin, with his radioactive fingernails? Oh, yes, the classic... Wait, who... <laughs> Nuclear Man from Superman 4. Get oh, yeah. I forgot about Superman 4. I forgot Superman 4 even existed. Yeah, get rid of all the nuclears, I think it was called. Get rid of all the nuclears. No no good nuclears, I think, yeah. was the exact phrase. Um, but, yeah, so... Who who cares, Michael? It's the Thunderbolts film. I think yeah. Marvel will be done by then. Yeah, it'll be over. It'll it, it be it over. Even happens. 
if it even happens, Benjamin. Of course, the other big rumour in the world of popular culture this week is that Disney are gearing up to be sold to Apple. What? That's uh, the big rumour, Benjamin. Big Daddy Bob Chapek is... Bob Iger? Bob Iger is back. Yes. Robert Allen Iger has taken back over as CEO of Disney from Robert Allen Chapek. Yes. And uh, the word on the street is, Benjamin, he's done that to sell it. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that whole... Your favourite future, Benjamin, the dystopian future of Total Recall where everyone is, everything is controlled by two or three mega corporations. It's inching ever closer. I, that's how it's going to be. We're going to be stuck in a capitalist hellscape, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. This episode is brought to you by um, Blue Yeti. It's Bloody, not- I wish it was. Jesus, can you imagine if we ever made any money off this? That'd be great. Oh, that'd be incredible. That'd be amazing. That'd be stuff. incredible stuff. Even just once. Even just once and I think we could quit. <laughs> just once after five years and we could give it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think just that'd be the, fair. the second we get our first sponsorship, this is our first and last ever episode. Episode, yeah, that yeah, was sponsored. Yeah. Sponsorship, yep. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, Ben. Benjamin, yeah. yeah, that would be a real mythological moment for us. It would. It would be a real ending myth for us, Michael. It'd be quite nice, quite nice. A rag and a rock, Michael. You and I have always had a little soft spot for mythology on this podcast. Mm, I have a hard spot for it. Uh, yeah, it's really awkward when we go to things. Um, but yeah, so in general, it's it's you know it's always been there. But we we do find ourselves, Michael, occasionally looping back around to the same topics. And Neil Gaiman, for example. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, he loves mythology almost as much as us. He does. He's he's a big fan of mythology. He's written a few books about it. They've done moderately mm. well. Um, but we always tend to touch on our bloody American gods, Michael. Yes. We always come back to the Greeks. We like the Greeks. They pop up in our in our things. We always talk the, the about Norse. Thor, Michael. The Norse, Ben. We did a whole episode on Thor. Yeah, and we said to ourselves, Michael, we should probably stay away from that from now on. Um, So we've decided to talk about God of War Ragnarok, Anansi Boys by Neil Gaiman, (laughs) uh, and then two other ones uh, that we've got there. So we said we'd take a look at some unusual ones that we maybe hadn't seen before. Very Um, good. And we got involved with that. The the main spur behind this, Michael, is the new game God of War Ragnarok. It's Uh, doing well, Benjamin. I'd say it is. The original, Michael, um, God of War, that's it, that's what it was called. Um, it's God of War. Was fantastic. Was Do absolutely on. fantastic. Um, one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life. Yes, uh, I don't know if it's aged super well. I think it has, Michael. I played the remastered version on the PS5 and good fuck. Yes, go on. Very good game. Mm. Very enjoyable. Very good time. Mm. Storytelling, combat system. No, God of War is the... Is it 2005? Yeah. It's not. No. Yeah, it is. No, no. Yeah, it is. No. What, no. Is, that, is that too recent or too... Too old? far in the past. No, that's not that far. That's only 17 years. That sounds about right. Eight games over 17 years. You're, you've gone back to the original God of War, you little chancer. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about, I thought. No, no, we're talking about the Norse adaptation of the original God of War. Um, but God of War, as a series, Michael, is a very famous example of adapting mythology in whatever fucking way you want. <laughs> whatever you want, what are you having? What are you having? This, What's that? This ashy fella, this ashy fella is going to go and beat up all the gods. He's just going to kill them all, Michael. It's just like, what's that? What do you mean he couldn't take on Zeus? Yes, he could, dead. Who's your favourite? What do you mean you couldn't take on Ares? Yeah, dead. 
God of War did that amazingly. Un- unfortunately, Michael, in the early days, it was a real edgelord game. You know, Kratos was a real angry little man. Um, well, he, he was he, his white skin was his family's ashes, Ben. Yeah, it was real dark. Very dark stuff. Real dark stuff, Michael. But one of the things that really set it apart, uh, Michael, was the was the reboot in 2011. 18? Again? Was it 18? 18? Oh, it's much the, younger the than Norse I one. The Norse one. Um, yeah, and that, that brought a serious level of maturity to the game um, and really stripped down the character to something much more filled with pathos and the likes. Mm. Um, much but again, more Michael. Christopher Judge. Christopher Judge, Michael, came to the role, and my goodness, what a choice. Mmm, delicious. What a choice, Michael. Um, and then, again, a very similar attitude to the first one. Who's your favourite Norse god? Dead. 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 Frigga. Not dead yet, but soon to be dead. Soon um, to be dead, yeah. So the new game is out, Michael, and it's it, it seems to be climbing the charts again. I, did it not debut just on the top of the charts, Ben? I am... I, I can't imagine any game is going to come close to it this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, such a hit, Michael. Such a phenomenal game. Looking forward to to maybe playing it myself in the new year. Oh, you haven't played it, Ben? I haven't played it yet, Michael. Have you but watched I've, your YouTubes, though? I've been dipping into the lore here and there, Michael. Oh, and of course you have. That's what you're into, you see. That's it. I'm, I'm a whore for the lore. <laughs> I am a whore for the lore. A whore for the lure. Um, and it's, you know... Uh, it's just it's just a great play around with mythology again, Michael. Um, one of the things I think, and we spoke about it when it actually happened, Michael, many many months ago when it was announced. One of the things that some fans weren't happy about was a big fat Thor. Yes, go on. Um, but you know, as as we pointed out before, Michael, Thor's a big hefty lad. He eats a lot. He drinks a lot. He swings a hammer around a lot. He's not going to look like Chris Hemsworth. It's God of War Ragnarok isn't even in the top ten games released this year yet. Yes, get out of town. There's been some big games this year, Ben, that I forgot about. You forget Elden about Ring. Elden Ring. Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2. Ghost. Ghost, ghost Warfare. Yeah. Um, um, and but, then all of your, your usual big sellers, your FIFAs, your Maddens. Oh, a, a classic FIFA Madden. Yeah, exactly. So, it might, yeah, it might not be... Um, it might not even come close, actually. Well, that's upsetting, Michael. So we'll we'll just move on from that one. Um, another one that was kind oh, of oh no, Benjamin Thor, Thor, because he wasn't in the first one. When when people said you're going to ah. do a we're going to do a big god of war in the Norse mythologies, and everyone was like, oh, he's going to have to fight Thor, though he can't be Thor, surely. Surely, Benjamin. Spoilers for us. Big spoilers for God of War Ragnarok. Does he beat Thor? Uh, oh, I'm not telling you, Michael. Oh, God. Oh, no I spoilers. wouldn't do that to Pete. Get the fuck out of here. I'm out. I got out, Benjamin. That game, that game is just out, Michael. I can't do that. Well, you can find out on YouTube if you want to. Yeah, you can. You can just click on YouTube and have a look there. Very good. Just take take a break there. Go and have a look. Um, but it's one of those interesting things, Michael. I think I think we've talked about this a little bit as well in the podcast at this stage Michael we've talked a little bit about everything on the podcast so it's kind of unavoidable but one of the things is people now inevitably associate Chris Hemsworth with Thor which is not Mm. the most accurate depiction of Thor we could have no Um, it is very much a Marvel Comics interpretation of Thor that Jack Kirby created Thor for comics and uh, yeah it's it's hard to shake out of that shadow. So it's nice when we see them trying something new with maybe characters that have been very tied to a certain actor or a, a certain 
intellectual property for a very long time. It's a, it's a good Go time on. to try and see that. Um, well, I mean, you know, there was that rumor a couple of years ago that Marvel was attempting to copyright the term Thor. Yeah, good luck. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, on your thousand-year-old bloody mythological retelling of the Norse sagas. Mm. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck to you. Um, but they did try and do that for a while because they were just like, oh, well, we've, you know, it's really our idea. We've put so much work into it. And everyone went, fuck off. Fuck, yeah, fuck off, off, Marvel. They're like, but we've put a lot of marketing budget into this idea. Um, yeah, exactly. But we've, we've put a lot of time into this. Yes, yes, that's all well and good. But do fuck off. Um, fuck off, please. So one of the things I think that Marvel is a little bit guilty of is polishing up their myths, Michael. Go on. Um, so the, the the myths as they are represented, and I suppose the most recent example of that would be the Eternals. I suppose the Eternals were kind of Greek god adjacent. Yeah. So the, like Gilgamesh is there. Gilgamesh is the first hero that we know of in written record. Um, okay. From a Sumerian myth, um, mm. and Gilgamesh was represented there um, by noted Korean actor whose name escapes me. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, now I'm just a dirty racist. Sorry, guys. Um, but he was there. Icarus was there from Greek mythology. Bloody, what was his name? Sprite? Puck? What's 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 the little Sprite. 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 Yeah, so Sprite comes from a few different uh, myths and backgrounds. There was bloody Makari, who is another, not Sumerian, Babylonian. No, Makari was uh, Mercury, Ben. Oh, is it Mercury? Is that what she's based yeah. on? Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. some of them are adjacent to that and some of them are tied around that and then some of them come from Celtic mythology in different places. But yeah, so these were all kind of reinterpretations, but they're very clean, Michael. Um, yes. Gilgamesh in, in the original epic, Michael, um, falls in love with a monster and rides a, a male monster. He's big. He's a, he's a big gay monster fucker. Oh, he's a big gay fella, is he? He's a big gay monster fucker in the original myth. Um, right, go on. And it's 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 a representation of polished up things. One of the places that I think we do very well of exposing the gods for the big pack of bastards that they are, yes, um, is Neil Gaiman. He's he's pretty good at being like, uh, gods aren't actually that great because oh, you just get rid of them. I tell you, you wouldn't want to meet in a nightclub, Michael. Well, I could spoil this now because I can see the list. So I'm going to say who Benjamin. Well, you won't get it because it's not on the list, but it's Zeus. You wouldn't want to meet a Zeus in a nightclub. because uh, no, he'd turn into, he turn into a goose. And then he'd have a go at you, and not in the yeah. way that you think. Um, yeah, Zeus is a big old bastard. But one of the places that really points those out, Michael, is anything to do with the spectacular Neil Gaiman universe, um, especially around gods. He's he's a mad mm. fan of it. And one of the spin-offs that he created out of the American Gods universe was a Nancy Boys. Benjamin, yeah. I have read Nancy Boys. In fact, I can see it here. But I can't remember it. I'm not doing this for a conceit for the podcast, Benjamin. I can't remember a single thing about it. Yeah, it's... It, it's. It, uh, there's a good reason for that, Michael. Go on. A Nancy Boys is completely different tonally from American Gods and yet features one of the most important characters from American Gods, which is, as you might have thought... Mr. Nancy. Mr. Nancy. Uh, Mr. Nancy is the African trickster god in mm. African mythology. and <laughs> African mythology. Well, Benjamin as a continental mythology, as a continental right, mythology, there are... African key- mythology. Oh, I'm get doing out a big sweeping here. arm gesture, I ladies hate and you. I hate you. African mythology. You're the worst son of a bitch I've ever come across. <laughs> 
You're the worst <laughs> son of a bitch. I cannot wait until we get that one sponsorship deal so I can just get the fuck out of here. All right, Rudyard Kipling, why don't you but tell us more about the You great are absolutely continent? correct. It's not African mythology, it's Ghanaian mythology, Ghanaian, Ghanaian? Yeah, 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 like it's, the chocolate bar. Uh, so it, his legends um, originate in Ghana um, and it comes from a word in the Akan, I'm going to get this wrong, Akan language for spider. Um, so Anansi oh. is, is a spider god, but a trickster god and a weaver of tales. Um, those stories kind of spread out from there to the West Indies, uh, to Suriname, to Sierra Leone. Uh, and then in some cases it actually moved uh, onwards to uh, the Caribbean and uh, lots of places like Aruba. So there you go. Um, but That's it originated in Ghana. Huh? And what's he up to? Anansi is a trickster god, so he, he, he acts the bollocks, basically, Michael. Oh, very good. Um, he acts the bollocks a lot of the time. But in this case, Michael, it's nothing to do with Anansi himself. It's to do with his sons. Oh. Um, and in this, there are two sons created, and one of them is... Um, on, let me find the name here. Fat Charlie Nancy. Okay. And Fat Charlie is a derogatory nickname that he was called when he was a young man. Um, and yeah, so he's called Charlie Nancy. And then he meets his long-lost twin, who is who is probably not as creatively called Spider. <laughs> oh, because that's uh, what Nancy means. Uh, yeah. So it turns out that he then has to reconcile between his his twin brother kind of comes out of the woodwork and kind of starts to take over his life a little bit. Oh. But it comes very, very clear that where Fat Charlie is very, very normal, um, Spider is very, very godlike um, and kind of warp reality here and there. And it's it's way more of kind of a family drama than it is American gods. It's very interesting. I don't remember a single thing about it, Ben. Is it any good? Yes, it's very good. It's a very enjoyable little read, Michael. And Benjamin, speaking as we are about adaptations of mythology and gods, has Anansi appeared in other things? Uh, Anansi has appeared in a few different places, but American gods would be the most notable, unless you were a huge fan of Static Shock. Go on. Um, which is the early 2000s Batman Justice League kind of... Yeah, adjacent it's the same universe. Yeah. Universe thing. It it is like he pops up in Justice League episodes and Batman episodes, and Batman pops up in his episodes. But uh, Virgil Hawkins, who plays Static Shock in that TV series, goes to Africa and meets the superhero Anansi, who is based oh, really? on um, who is based on the Trickster God. That's cool. It Isn't is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I am absolutely sick about of you. And you're, every time we talk about mythology, you're like, let's talk about gods and demons and monsters. And it's always so Eurocentric. Now, forget about the last 10 minutes of what you've just been talking about. Yeah. Because that undermines that my point. That doesn't fit the joke. That much. undermines my entire point. And yeah. I'd, I'd come up with this attack on you before I knew you were going to talk about that. Sorry, so, I'll try and do better in future. <laughs> yeah. Do better, Senator. Because, uh, uh, yeah. Benjamin. Uh, yeah. Benjamin. Because there was a character I wanted to talk about that we've never really covered before. Go on. And a character, Benjamin, that's very close to my heart as someone who grew up as a very hairy child in Ireland in the 80s. Yeah, go on. And that character, Benjamin, is Monkey. From? From the TV show Monkey. 
Oh, I'm going to have to look this up, Michael. I have no Don't idea. Don't look it up. Is. I'm about to tell you about it, Benjamin. Okay, tell me all about it. I don't know anything about it. Fills me with a kind of joy, Benjamin. Monkey is essentially the um, he's the most famous and popular god of Chinese mythology. Oh yeah, okay. And by extension, Benjamin, also kind of any of the countries where Chinese religions took hold, so Taoism or Buddhism or um, any of those gang. So also very popular in India, Japan, Korea, all of those places, Benjamin. All, all the good places. Benjamin, he's essentially Eastern Hercules. Oh, I like it. But much more mental, Benjamin. Monkey, Benjamin, a st- on, a, on a mountain at the primordial beginning of time, Benjamin, a mountain gave birth to an egg, a stone egg. Ah, yes, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. And that egg was named Thought, Benjamin. Oh, and then that whole stone egg was imbued with the spirit of, I don't know, ethers or whatever. And it hatched into a monkey. Oh, of course. But not just any monkey, Benjamin. A mischievous divine monkey king. Ooh. And Benjamin, he said, oh, you know what? I love messing. I love messing. <laughs> I just love messing. I love messing and I love wrecking the place. And then, Benjamin, a huge part of Chinese mythology, um, although he's not actually the main character. Have you ever heard of the book, Benjamin, Journey into the West? Yes, I have. From Chinese mythology, Ben. Well, that's where he comes from. Ah. And he goes on various adventures, Ben, not dissimilar to the trials of Hercules. And he goes on all of these mad adventures to gain immortality and to get weapons and powers and abilities. Oh. He's such a messer, Ben. Yeah. So he keeps getting in trouble because he's always pissing everyone off with his messing. Oh. And the whole armies of heaven and hell, Ben, try and come to stop him. But he's like, oh, I'd love to see his try. Because I'm a big old messer and I'll mess my way out of this. Such a messer. I'm like a cosmic messer. I'm a cosmic messer on a cosmic scale. And one of my favourite things about Monkey Benjamin is he can fly. He can fly about the place by controlling clouds. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So you just hop on a cloud and whiz off. Oh, that's good. And Benjamin, he has a magic stick. Go on. And his magic stick is an infinitely size-changing iron pillar. Oh, I like it. So it could be the size of a toothpick, Ben. And then he could hit you with it and grow it to the size of a house as he's hitting you with it. That's no good. Oh, it's very dangerous. Very dangerous in the hands of a messer like that. He's absolute. He's an absolutely unstoppable force of nature who's also very good-natured and just a big messer. And just a big messer, Michael. And Benjamin, Monkey Monkey was the... Or, he, as the character, is his, his actual name, Ben, is Sun Wukong. Sun Wukong. And he is like... If you're a kid growing up in in the east of the world, he is to those kids what the likes of Hercules was to us. He is the first superhero. He's the first one you learn about and kind of go from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mm. um, most famously for European people, I think there was a 1978 television series called Monkey Magic. Okay. And that was a a live action TV series which um, featured an actor in a very hairy kind of monkey suit being monkey. Nice. And I tell you what, Benjamin, you didn't want to be a hairy child in Ireland in the 80s. Did they call you Monkey Magic? You get called Monkey Magic pretty much every day. 
That was unfortunate for you. But Benjamin. Yes. Where you would probably know Sung Wukong from mostly. Go on. Is the inspiration for another hairy messer who goes on mad adventures and becomes more and more powerful until he is cosmically, unstoppably, ridiculously powerful. Wait, hang on. Is it on. is it a bloody Kamehameha? It is, Benjamin. It's Goku. Get the fuck out of here. It's Goku. Because he flies Goku around in a little cloud, doesn't he? There you go, see? Ah! Whipping and zipping around a little cloud. Look at that. So Goku, Ben, perhaps to your surprise, is actually kind of an adaptation of a of an Eastern god character. That is genuinely to my surprise, Michael. Mm. One of my favourite things about Son Wukong, Benjamin, is eventually it takes Buddha himself to stop him. Oh, nice. And the Buddha comes, all of heaven and hell tries to stop him. And he just kicks their ass with messing and invincibility. That's handy. And then... Yeah, and then Buddha eventually stops him. And it always struck me the way Buddha just kind of appears at the end of the story and stops him as a kind of later addition to the tale. It's like a Buddha ex machina kind of... Kind of a Buddha ex machina sort of situation. Benjamin, are you familiar with the tale of the children of Lear? Yes. Where some Irish children are cursed and turned into swans? Yes. Are you familiar with the version of that which ends with and then the curse was broken by the arrival of St. Patrick and Christianity? Yeah, they love to shoehorn a little Catholic bloody... <laughs> oh, pagans were awful until the church came along and sorted them out. Thankfully, St. Patrick... I, I felt... I always felt that that was Buddha's part in... Now, Benjamin, I can't read Chinese and no scholar of ancient Chinese mythology am I. Yes. But it always felt a little bit to me like... But then don't worry, Buddha showed up and he was even more powerful. And he sorted it out because nothing beats big religion. Yeah, it's kind of like if the legend of Hercules has ended with Jesus showing up and beating him in an arm wrestle. I thought that's how it did end. I think it might have been, you know. Yeah, I can't say how it did end. That's what it, that's the version it, I was taught in Sunday school. I think that's what happened in the TV show. Yeah. I think that's what's wrong with Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, uh, he he got beaten by a fictional Jesus and believed it to be true. Mm, it's <laughs> yeah. not great. So yeah, not that's that's work. my that's my favorite adaptation of mythology that we haven't covered before. Very good. Ladies and gentlemen, what is your favorite adaptation of mythology that we haven't covered before? You can get in touch with us. That, ben. What? That's a very important proviso. What? It has to be that we haven't covered that we before. That we haven't covered before. Don't be writing in telling us in American Gods. We know. We know. We We've know. We've seen Thor. We've seen, We've seen Thor. it. We've seen it all. Coo Cullen. Coo, bloody, bloody, bloody... Slain. Bloody Mick Leonard. You know, all the myths. All the big myths. He, uh, Mick is, is very casually pointing to himself with his own two thumbs there. It's a shame you can't see it. We should have really made this a visual medium a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, we're both quite handsome. We're both quite handsome. We do quite well. Um, yeah, perhaps yeah. surprisingly handsome to people who think that yeah, we're just two yeah, people nerds. people often say that. Yeah. <laughs> You two are surprisingly handsome. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and humble. And humble. I think it's the humility. The only thing you're lacking is self-confidence. <laughs> that's, that's it. If, if you had that, you'd be unstoppable. Not unlike Monkey from Journey to the yeah, West. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he just has a big stick, Ben. He has a big, huge stick. What have we, what have we missed, ladies and gentlemen, in terms Loads of issues. mythology that we haven't mentioned on this podcast before? You can get in touch with us in a few different places. You can find us on the interwebs at www.shomrabug.com S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com It means tiny room in Irish. It does indeed. You can find us on Instagram at Sherlock Shalisson Podcast. It means Sherlock Shalisson in English. 
Uh, and you can find us on Twitter at ListenSure. Um, ListenSure, yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, I am a lazy social media manager and I have not done anything on those for months. So the best way <laughs> to get in touch with those is to get up on the Discord where Mick will probably answer your questions. I will. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mick will be there. Um, he'll be ready, as the Baywatch theme song says. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's it from us this week. You can join us again in a week's time. We'll be having good old time. Bye-bye. Do you know anyone who was born from an egg on top of a mountain? Yeah, get in touch with us in a few different places. We'd love to have you on the Joe Duffy show um, during the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on to a woman there from Clontarf the other day and she was saying that her son was born from an egg on top of a mountain. Ah, uh, Joe, it was awful. It was awful. It was a stone egg, Joe. Took us months to open it, did. He was there, bashed his little skull off the inside. Yeah.